back, everybody. It is another episode of the Go Blue with Stu podcast. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button on Spotify, go follow on YouTube, Field the 68. Really appreciate it. I uh, really appreciate the support lately. We're going to get some good guests in here for March. It'll be a lot of fun. Michigan basketball, postseason's ramping up. Michigan basketball has been up and down. You know, today I got some great guests. Ant Wright, you guys know him on Michigan Twitter. You should know him. If you don't, go follow him. All the breakdowns. And we got Brendan Quinn from The Athletic. Really great discussion. Love those guys. You could talk for hours. I had to cut them off. Uh, it was really good. So we'll talk Michigan basketball, random stuff in the Big Ten, and even more random stuff beyond that. So I think you guys will enjoy it. Before we get to that, here is a quick word from our sponsors. Let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time. Bet River Sportsbook is offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. When you win at Bet River Sportsbook, they pay fast. And now it's even faster with rush pay, instant approval for withdrawals. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. I know because I've used it. With March Madness right around the corner, there's never been a better time to get Bet River Sportsbook a try. Go to betrivers.com today or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We got Brendan Quinn from The Athletic and my former teammate and locker buddy, actually, Ant Wright, uh, infamous Michigan Twitter troll. I'll call him that. Infamous. Man, infamous. Yeah. I mean, you are the biggest Michigan troll I think I know in the whole Twitter. No, not even close. And I was on an Illinois podcast today, and they asked me about you. <laughs> What'd they ask? <laughs> they were like, what's going, like, what is the deal with these Michigan fans? What, like, what is this, this ant right out there? I'm like, oh, don't, I'm not, I'm not speaking for ant. Everyone hates Michigan fans now because of this team's success. <laughs> oh. Well, it's also like the way that people have reacted. <laughs> it's the yeah. way people have reacted to everything going on this week and the whole yeah. uh, Michigan, Illinois thing. And can I ask you, I don't want to steal your hosting duties, Go for still, it. but can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, yeah. How do you think Michigan would handle roles being reversed? Well, you see, you see football Twitter. You see Michigan football Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I saw it when Michigan State was beating them, you know, when they were good a couple of years ago. And it was, I mean, just the most inane conversations. Not even conversations, just like, banners and then one side's banners one side's well like scoreboard this year and then they and then they're like well whatever about scoreboard here's banners and then they come back with scoreboard and like it just never stops they're just like throwing rocks at each other yeah yeah pretty much i mean if roles were reversed um i would i would have fun with it but <laughs> I, I would also let people know like hey look hey they voted on this this is how it goes it is what it is. It sucks, but you know, that's how it goes this year. Yeah, I guess. But I definitely have fun with it. No, your fun never stops. I stay out of it. I don't know. And Brendan, I don't know how you stay out of it. You get a lot of flack. No, he got in there yesterday oh, and man, I retweeted the hell out of that. Last night. I <laughs> got hammered last <laughs> night. While Gonzaga was losing, I tweeted, Gonzaga better be careful or Illinois is gonna claim the WCC championship too. <laughs> I retweeted ah. that so fast, dude. And, <laughs> man, it got really bad. It was one of those, like, you just do it 
and you just don't even think twice. And I was like eating dinner here where I'm in Jacksonville for work. And I just like put my phone down and I have like all my, all my notifications turned off on Twitter for like mental health purposes, you know? Smart. So I just put my phone down and I'm reading a book, eating. I check my, <laughs> I check my phone like 10 minutes later. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> this is going to be a thing. It was already just wildfire and yeah, it went downhill from there. So that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. I'm like, I'm, I'm about to spread this to the masses and see what happens. I didn't even realize Gonzaga Twitter had it like that. No, it was Illinois Twitter. Gonzaga doesn't care. Yeah. Oh. Gonzaga fans are wild, too. I'm telling it's you. It's all inferior. It's all just layers of inferiority complex. <laughs> That's all it is. You know, Michigan has an inferiority complex to Ohio State in terms of football, right? Michigan State has inferiority complex. This school has an inferiority complex. I went to uh, the last St. Joe's in Philly, right? Inferiority complex to Villanova. LaSalle has an inferiority complex to LaSalle. And it just makes everyone crazy people. And if you're on top, you have an inferior complex, an inferiority complex to losing. That's and that better. drives them insane. Anyone even questioning your superiority, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then I don't know what IU basketball is because they have a oh, man. inferiority complex and – I know that you guys have a lot of fans out there. Y'all got a lot of fans, but I I haven't heard from them in a long, long time. They stay pretty quiet. It's a lot of, you know, they pack that house with a lot of old people from Bloomington who don't even Twitter. (laughs) Stand up, old people. That's the greatest chant when playing. I mean, hey, we played there during winter break, and that place was still about half full, even when they sucked. It was all townies, and I really appreciated it. Yeah, most definitely. All right, I want to get in. I want to get into some Michigan basketball. Obviously, we got Juwan Howard, Coach of the Year, Big Ten champs, blah blah blah. Lost to Michigan State. I mean, we can kind of dissect some of that stuff. The one thing I want to get into, and Brendan, you tweeted about it today, is Eli Brooks's injury. And if you know anything inside with that, you said he was still in a boot, um, and maybe what their plans are. If you've heard anything, I mean, in, in terms of news, I, uh, I'm I'm on the same island as everyone else. I. I mean, I've reached out to, you know, family and stuff like that, and they've all been, you know, this is a Michigan thing. Whatever they want to put out, they can put right. out. So, you know, I know there's been – I think there's been stuff on on message boards or whatever, but um, as far as I know, it's in a boot, and I'd be highly surprised if he plays this week. I don't see any reason to do that at all. If I'm Michigan, my big hope is second weekend – of the NCAA tournament, he can be on the court. Doesn't need to be 100%, yeah. right? But as long as he can just move the ball and play defense, it's better than the alternative. Yeah. And do you are you, are you going to be surprised if second weekend? No, I was. I'm a little shocked by that. I mean, is that what we're looking at with the severity? If it's a low sprain, then I think it depends on how severe it is. Cause, I, cause I've come back off of like, after like two days. Yeah. Then I've, but then other times it's taken me like four or five weeks. So if it's a high sprain, it may take a little bit long longer. If it's a lower sprain, then um, you're not going to take that much time off. So it all depends on the severity where the actual sprain is, and you know, you know where did he get hurt at? Right. My- That's what I'm saying. If it's bad, your hope is that you can just get at least have him on the court for. Second, yeah. if, if it's not that yeah. bad, of course, you know, yeah, it'd be great if he can play, play this week, you know, whatever. 
Right. But if it's a high ankle, if it's a worst case scenario thing, I'm, I'm just thinking you're just holding your breath, hoping that he can at least be out there for the second weekend. Yeah, so. definitely. Before we get into some more of that, I, I just remember one of my favorite beeline stories is it's like the NCAA tournament and when Michigan State with Magic Johnson, you know, they won the championship. And Beeline loves telling the story about rehabbing and guys, you know, when you get hurt, you got to rehab hard and commit to it like a basketball practice, like anything else. And he tells a story of Magic Johnson sprained his ankle and he was in treatment for 24 hours for the next game. And he was in the boot for 24 hours. And that's why he got better. He was supposed to be up from, I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> like, John time, either he was just not that hurt or, or he's just a, like, he like took some magic potion, but I was like, yeah, injuries, to, coaches and injuries is always a funny thing. I will say this, this though, one of my first beeline coach that I remember is we were in like the third day of practice ever with him. I don't think you were there yet, Stu. No. And he goes, you don't get injured. Literally just goes, you don't get injured. Like don't get injured. And it made sense because there were guys fighting for a rotation spot. Yeah. And at that point in time, he didn't know who was what. And, you know, he was still going through through things. And he's, he's like, look, if you get injured, I'm just, just going to go to the next guy and I may forget about you. So his whole thing was don't get injured. Every, every year it was a, you know, explanation of what being hurt is versus what being injured is. Because he's like, you know, I don't want any soft asses on my team. Like if you're hurt, whatever. If you're injured, <laughs> different. I'm like, yeah, I, I can understand that. At this point, everybody's hurt to some degree, yeah. whether you have a hit pointer or your uh, or your uh, IT is messed up. It's something. Yeah. Right, Can I ask you guys this as, as someone who has like personally gone back and looked into what John was like as a high school player and as a division, whatever it was, two or two or three college basketball player. When he would say things to you, were you at, were you, at any point were you guys like, Hey man, what, what kind of player were you? Did you play injured or hurt or what was your, what was your every deal while you were down there time, wheeling? <laughs> every single time he opened his mouth, like, <laughs> like something, something small. So like, so like I was always between like 225 and 240. Stu was always 180 and he did not understand that him and I can eat and drink the same thing, but I would gain 10 times more than he would. You know what I mean? Or and, that ant can run a mile in, you know, 530 or something. like. Yeah, so, like, it's it's unreal. It's unreal. He thinks it's, it's like, all the same. He was like, it's easy, to, it's easy to do this or do that. I'm just like, I'm like, no, man. You don't understand science, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no disrespect. Like, dude is smart as a whip. Dude is smart as hell. Probably one of the smartest people... I've ever known, but like, man, he has some, he has some interesting takes. He would get, if he tweeted half the things that he said, his whole Twitter would be ratioed. <laughs> I keep, I keep saying that he gets on air, he's calling these games. And if like he was half as funny as he is in real life, I mean, he would be one of the best color guys in, in all of college basketball. I totally agree. He needs, he needs to break out of the, what he thinks the television guy should sound like mode and just be just himself. Be himself. Yeah. He'll kill it. He'll, I think he'll, because I mean, he if he keeps curse. doing it, I think he'll get there. Yeah. He well, doesn't the curse. He doesn't cuss. Playing to come he's back. Always chill. I think, I mean, I think he'll coach, but yeah, right. Seems like. But 
I would be hilarious. Oh my I god, I love that. I would love that. I, I don't think I see that one, but I'm, I don't I'm, either. But... I keep trying to talk it into existence. I would love that. That would be great. Him in the I, league. I could oh. see a different. I could see a different school in the state of Indiana, though. Notre Dame? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's the one that I keep hearing. If that opens up, Notre Dame. Yes, I can't. You see him in the ACC? Why not? Yeah. What are you going to ACC? All the all the crap with the recruiting and stuff, and you, you want could, to deal with. He's at Notre Dame. Dame. Not Chicago like he'd be guys. at like UNC. Yeah. yeah, you you get you can get you can make that a Chicago school. Yeah, I mean it's the most obvious fit in the world. Oh man, <laughs> no. Andy's Catholic though. That goes with yeah, it. He'd be like, uh, yeah, uh, that it, goes it fits on a number of levels. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's too perfect. <laughs> and it's like not even like a big big school. Like it's big, like athletic, the but place on earth. there's like it, what, like five thousand kids who who go there, and it's you know you, it's like two high schools. You get pay at a certain level without, and it's not Indiana in terms of like you need to go to the elite eight in two years. You know, go win and yeah. you're good. Doesn't matter. Exactly. Go five hundred and every now and then you know crack that tourney and then mm-hmm. just chilling. Just saying, it's a football school for real, like a football football school. What For was sure. the point of this podcast? What are we talking about? Well, <laughs> I don't know, but we're, we're just shooting the breeze. Shooting the I, like, I love shooting the breeze. And then periodically we'll talk some hours. <laughs> okay, but let's say let's say Eli's out. Eli's going to be out. Mm. Are we? We can. We're going to talk. I want to ask you guys some of the concerns and what we've seen from Michigan the past few games. But are they going to care? Like, is this going to be an issue if Michigan state gets back and beats Maryland is Michigan state even going to beat Maryland? It seems like a, a game that this team would just drop right away. Like after all this hype, you know, is this, can they get past Purdue or Ohio state in the next game? It's looking like it's set up for Michigan to just lose and not really care. I'll I'll say this for, for in terms of the matchup that comes from it. If you go back to that Michigan state Maryland game was awful. And it was really hard to decipher in real time. Was it just a really bad matchup for Michigan State? Because, you know, you guys know how Maryland plays, right? It's a bunch of like six, 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 seven right. dudes, right? They, they yeah. play five out. It's just a bunch of like small forwards, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Literally, yeah. and, yeah. And, you know, and it, it like Michigan State couldn't do anything on, on either side. They were also gassed at that time. They were like, four games in eight days, whatever, whereas Maryland had had a week off. So was that as bad of a matchup in terms of something that can be replicable or was it just the circumstances that I don't know? I'd be inclined to say it's a bad matchup for Michigan State, though. So, like, if I were setting the line on this game, I'd say, like, Maryland minus three. I think Maryland's minus two Maryland. Okay, there there you go. Like, I like – I think I like Maryland in this game. Um at the same time, Maryland lost to freaking what Northwestern and Penn State out the door. Yeah. Well, so, Penn State is like they're 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 weird, man. All right, well, forget North, so forget weird. Penn State. They lost to Northwestern yeah. on the way out. Yeah, true, <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But like Michigan State also spotted Maryland 11-0 coming true. out. True, true. And they pretty much played them even from that point on. Yeah. Oh. And they actually brought the game down like five or six, and then Maryland made a made a big play. So um, it's 
it's going to be interesting to see the start coming out. Seems like Michigan State's a team that'll just do that once a game, and maybe they just started that game out with it. Like, they'll just drop 10 in a row, like, just give up, spot their team 10 in a row, like, whenever. I don't know what it is. They'll just run some mm-hmm. bullshit on offense and try and go one-on-one, and then it's like, oh, there's five missed threes in a row. Yeah. They couldn't get within, like, 20 feet for, like, the first three minutes of the game. And you saw, like right. – you saw like contested off of no rhythm threes from like 30 feet. It was just really, really bad. But then they adjusted, they calmed down. It was at Maryland. And that was like Quinn said, like, you know, that was well, like they're right. They're a fourth game in like a week. So um, I'm not going to put too much in that game, uh, but I am going to look at the matchups. I honestly don't think the the matchups are, are as bad as it seems because Don, Dante Scott on the inside, it's like six seven, is like uh is like a diet version of Deshaun Sims, right? Yeah. So, and that's no dis- disrespect to him, but you no, know, he's a diet version of him. So he's only a sophomore. So like once you get past Dante Scott, like who are you gonna put in? The dude, the uh, uh, transfer from I think Alabama or Chol Marial, who didn't even get get in that last game. So. Um, I think Michigan State will be prepared because Maryland was prepared because Michigan State just came off of two and a half games of showing that four, that whole that like right. four small lineup, right? Because half of Indiana game when they were losing, everyone thought that that was it, that was over. Then they beat Illinois and Ohio State back to back. Then Maryland has has now got that on tape, so they were prepared for, it. and they had. A few days to prepare to to prepare as well. I think they had like six days um, to really prepare for that lineup, and they probably watched the games together, and so like they knew all the tendencies of that lineup as well. And that's probably a big reason why they jumped out to 11-0. Looking on that same side of the bracket, I feel like Purdue and Ohio State are set up to just take that side, one or the other. Whoever wins that game beat Michigan or whoever in that spot, go to the championship. I don't know if they got a chance because it looks like Illinois is going to kind of just go through and they want to look like the maintain their momentum and get that number one seed. But I don't know. Purdue's looking pretty good. They seem very equal to me. They have beaten Ohio State twice already. And you know the whole rule. Like, it's hard to beat three, taking over team three times. Right. Um, no, it isn't. Yeah. But <laughs> – yeah, but like I see it as like you know, um, if you beat a team twice, that just means that you know their weaknesses and all that stuff, and that team has to has to try something totally different. And if it works, it works. It doesn't, you lose again. So, speaking of playing a time a team three times, is it me or is it like oddly underwhelming the potential of a third? Michigan, Michigan State game. I was annoyed like when I week. saw it on this on the bracket. Right? There's just like no juice. There's no like. It was weird this year, man. Yeah, right. And, and I, I think it's because all this Illinois energy, kind of like, <laughs> it's too much. Things. I'm, uh, dude, I'm done. I'm serious. I'm serious. Illinois, this whole thing has just dampened. Literally, Michigan and Michigan State have been like boxing with these dudes on the same side for like the last three, four weeks. And yes, it's a rivalry. You hate to lose, but 
that extra juice that comes with that game, I just didn't feel it. I just didn't feel it. I don't know if it's the fans. I don't know if it's the fact that, like, no one's saying anything on either side, but, like, it just seems so, like, dormant. Yeah. I mean, I remember playing, you know, like, Ohio State my freshman year specifically, and, like, people are trying to explain to you the rivalry with Ohio State and Michigan State, and I'm like, they kicked our ass. Like, what are you talking about? There's nothing (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> this isn't exciting like you guys just are sad you know you, you have your inferiority complex you're dealing with I, this is not there's no juice here for any side for the players at least That's like that. even the ohio state game with michigan had more had more and, uh, juice yeah yeah it had, had more heat than yeah. this than the last two michigan michigan state games and maybe it's because michigan state was perceived to be so far down right and that it, is honestly it wasn't kind of the, at the level the teams haven't been able to talk junk this year like yeah. at any point really yeah. there was some towards the beginning of the year when michigan state was a top five team and then there was some back and forth because people thought michigan was underrated not being high and higher in the rankings and all that stuff then there was the oakland game that people had to troll about so we had to fight back about that so I just think the back and forth banter really kind of got killed off there in like January or so. And then the Illinois stuff came out and then we had that back and forth banter, but it wasn't with each other. It was with the whole two fan base who mm-hmm. just came out of nowhere. <laughs> Calling I, I, Maddie Sissoko a thug. And then you yeah. had big, you had big, it wasn't like these little trolls with like 10 followers, but it's like these, these accounts who have some type of influence over their community and I found that part the most odd. I'm like, okay, bro, you have 11, 12, you know, you got three or 4K. Like, what are you doing? And, like, you're saying these things. And so people are like, yeah, you're right. He's a thug. F that guy. Uh, suspend him. And all that stuff, man. So um, it got ugly, and it got ugly really, really quick. That dude, the dude who made that thug comment who has, like, that very generic, like, I like write for like I've done TV work or yeah. like write for a newspaper <laughs> picture, you know, that guy yeah. who said the thug thing. He like jumped in it last night on that that, <laughs> that tweet that I made. And I I wrote and deleted like seven responses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and didn't there. do it. Didn't do it. And just back like it was like I put the phone down and like I put both my yeah. hands on my lap and just took a, a breath. And didn't go there, but on the on the Michigan Michigan State thing. So I was sitting like baseline at Chrysler for the second game, right? So game ends, confetti comes down, Michigan's running all over the court, right? Like Livers is like waving at the players, but like in a nice way, you know. It's not like if you it's not like the bye bye wave or anything as they as they walked off. Um, and I'm sitting there and you guys know how the tunnel is, right? So like I'm, I can see straight across the court into the tunnel that goes out right by the visitor's locker room. Mm-hmm. So Michigan state players are coming out and it's still while like the Michigan players are going through their big 10 party and starting senior day stuff. And I'm looking, I'm like, Oh, this will be great. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to see something. Somebody's going to come out and look and get pissed off or something like that. And it'll be a great story you know, scene for a story for the next game. And I'm looking and everyone's just out there like getting sandwiches, 
<laughs> getting ready to like walk, walk out the tunnel to get on the bus to go back to Lansing. Like it just didn't seem like they weren't like out there, like, you know, kicking over water coolers and shit and like getting all pissed off that this party was happening 10 feet away where it's like a couple of years ago, I feel like it would have been that way. Certainly back yeah. when I just got here, like the Stauskas uh, year when everything was just, yeah everyone hated everyone it was awesome it was the way you know the way you, certainly what you want to be writing about from from my perspective true i think Someone it's what go ahead i mean i think it i think it's also you know something that like we kind of forget is that i think these kids or some of these guys have got to be mentally burned out good point you know like there huh. is you know it's just basketball you don't get to mingle with I me. Mean, like one of the coolest things was chilling with people who weren't in sports. Like I thought that was the, you know, one of the cooler things or after a game, I go to B-dubs and like chill with fans or something. I thought that was awesome. And they don't have any, they, they don't have an outlet right mm-hmm. now. They're like, I'm not going to say they're in jail because no, but they are in a box right now. And this is the more, this is a very fragile time because if you get, if you do get COVID, like you risk your whole team not going to the NCAA tournament. So I think a lot of these guys um, are a little bit burnt out and not over it. I'm not going to say that they're overplaying, but I think that they've been doing the same exact thing for months and months and months. And I think they're just ready ready to just have a woosaw and in you know some type of other way to spend their energy you know what and I mean? it was zero outlet like there's no place to go like can't even really go see family you can't go to the club you can't really invite that many people over nah. like if you have a girl you better hope that she's another athlete because you know she's getting tested you know what i mean so you know those are the important things this and- reminds me of uh aunt's senior year when you know Evan Turner hit that shot over my uh, outstretched pale arms, and people, people, you know, like they like felt so much pain from him hitting the shot because we were gonna beat them, obviously, and like got so close, and we had to like win the Big Ten tournament, I think, to even get to the tournament that year because we were so bad. But people were like, man, that must have been so painful, and like you guys are so close. I'm like, not really. Like we, I was so ready for it to be done. Like he just. He put us out of our misery. Like there's no way we were gonna win the Big Ten tournament. Like just end us while we're while we're, we're on the ground. Like just <laughs> like you guys don't even understand. Like th- there's no perspective. It's hard to get into the mind of the player. And like especially yeah. every team is different. But like I feel like Michigan State's side, where you know they're just walking off getting sandwiches after the Michigan loss. It's like, yeah, I'm just trying to get through this year, and that's right. about it. That's, that's what yeah. stunned me about what Michigan State's done. I mean, two or three weeks ago, they were just dead in the water. There was no chance. There's still some pride, you know, like yeah, but like to go five and two on the way out, three top five or top ten wins, well, whatever. It's just flip the psychology, right? It's like, well, we gave up. Who cares? Now we're going to play a little more free. And you got you Fair. know, Rocket Watts' last game's going off, and he hasn't done that in a while. And you know, does he actually care? Like he knows that game means nothing if he puts up however many shots he did. So like, then you just free yourself up mentally. Well, I mean, halfway through Indiana, Tom Izzo is like, oh, crap. Now I have to play my best players. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh god, now I'm gonna have to shorten my rotation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess. Oh look, good good things happen. Oh, good yeah, things well, happen. Good things oh, happen shit, when oh, when shit. you play Xavier Tillman more. Good things happen when you play Cassius over Tom Tom. <laughs> There's just weird things that happen when you weird play better players. Yeah. Weird things. Weird happen. things, man. Weird things. I can't believe they didn't win the Natty in 2019, man. I can't believe it. They, I, I still. Here they lost to Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yeah, because I thought that they were better than them, and I thought that they were better than UVA. I thought they were. I thought they had more answers than than all those teams. I don't know who the hell on that team would have guarded DeAndre Hunter. True. 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 I mean, but I mean, like. Yeah, I think like McQuaid at least contains just a little bit, just a little bit, <laughs> or Goins just a For little. Listeners, bit. Brendan gave the most bitter beer face you've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, I don't think like like Cassius would have given Kia Clark the blues, in my opinion, and they didn't have anybody for Tillman. I don't think. Yeah, they just put the Texas Tech, Texas Tech team just locked them in a closet. McQuaid got in foul. If I remember right, McQuaid got in foul trouble in the first half. Yeah. All got out of whack. It was an ugly basketball game. Yeah, it was ugly semifinals all the way around. It was a rock fight. I mean, even the Sweet Sixteen, like, I mean, what Texas Tech did to Michigan, like, it was like the same exact thing. They put them in a box and threw through. And that Boy, Michigan, that, that Michigan team was. It felt like it was a. Uh, like s- seams pulled way too far. Yeah. You know they were just kind of strained. Beeline was strained. Players on the team were strained. Iggy was strained. JP was strained. It was just like, they just kind of lost a little something down the stretch there. And then ran into Texas Tech, and guy. they just punched them right in the right in the face. Yeah, it was a wrap. And they didn't have that guy to just give the ball to, you know. They didn't have that guy to just say, "Hey, go get me points." But no, not quite. Was. I think he thought he was that needed some Stu Douglas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stu, shoot it. <laughs> Stu, if it's if you're gonna pass it. to me in the corner, it's not coming out. I'll let you know that. <laughs> Don't know when you're gonna see it again. You're like Kofi Coburn in the corner. <laughs> No assist. You can give the ball. That ball is going up. You better rebound. Every time Stu shoots it, like, oh, shit. Every time he catches it, oh, God. Crash the boards. That's Crash it. Crash the oh, boards. Who's getting back for Stu? Because Stu's not getting back. No, you you know damn well because you were in that corner with me. It was, uh, oh, they have some shooters? No help. <laughs> Weak side, strong side, didn't matter. We're not helping off. <laughs> nope. it, I remember playing Ohio State. And me and John Diebler literally was just running up the court. Probably we could have just held hands, <laughs> holding hands the whole entire game. game. <laughs> he didn't touch the ball, basically. I mean, he couldn't the screens because they knew what they were doing. <laughs> but it was like we could have just run you know, barely up and down the court, holding hands, maybe even interlocked arms. I don't know. <laughs> Had a deal like, hey, look, if neither of us crash, all of our energy is going to be good to go for the rest of this ball yeah. game. We'll have our legs for the end. <laughs> oh, man. John Diebler. Yes. John Diebler. There is a tape somewhere on ESPN where 
he knocked me down and he offered to help me up. And I said, F you. And I just turned my back and got up myself. <laughs> You're such a nice guy. Why would you do that? Man, I know. I'm like the nicest guy out there. The yeah. Out there. Oh, man. Okay. We got a few more minutes. We're going to get out of here, but. We didn't oh. cover much. We were just I, I, chilling. Well, we'll <laughs> cover a little bit. I think. But we'll cover your basic generic, you know, podcast questions about basketball. And that would be, you know, are we worried about Michigan? Are we worried without Eli? Are you worried with Eli? Like, what are we seeing going into the postseason with guys with this, basically with, with this offense and not really having somebody that will step up, you know, cough. I want, I want to see Franz drive the ball 20 times cough. You know what I'm saying? So what are you guys seeing with that? You start off, Ant. All right. Uh, so, like, from the kind of beginning of the year, you know, I was saying, you know, people would ask me, like, you know, hey, we're so good. Does this team have any weaknesses? I'm just like, yeah, we got weaknesses. Like, look, our backcourt right now is very, very solid. But they are not the backcourt that is going to lead you to a Final Four. And that is no disrespect to them. They do all the right things. Eli is a really good defender. I think Mike Smith does a good job in, you know, uh, you know, uh, picking his spots, but neither one of them are very explosive with the ball. Um, then you have Hunter Dickinson, who has been pretty good, but uh, I think his name is like Zach Schneider put out a really, really cool stat the other day. He said the first time that Hunter Dickinson faces a team, he averages 20. The second time he faces that same team, he averages about eight. So I'm like, okay, if the guards can't do much, then Hunter Dickinson can't do much. You expect your two NBA prospects to step up. The issue is the NBA prospects are pretty limited, and that's, and that's no disrespect to them, but they feed off of others' creativity. They're not the ones creating themselves. Franz is really good driving, but he only goes to his right. Franz is a good shooter, though, but that in-between game just isn't there. Livers is very similar. Like, how many times a game do you really see him driving the ball with purpose? Um, and it's like a spot-up three. Or he goes mid-post and he posts up, and he's probably going to fade back over his left shoulder. They're very easy to scout right now. And that, I think, is the biggest issue, especially going into an NCAA tournament. And then it's going to be an issue going into the Sweet 16 is because these guys are going to be able to get four or five days to really scout you. And when it comes to Michigan, it's a little bit of an easier scout. And if you if if you cut off certain things, Michigan really struggles to score the ball and get going. I'd say there's been a certain uh level of maybe predictability in the offense that is leading to maybe some more stagnant stretches that we're seeing and they need to get a little creative or reinventive or whatever word you want to use of, you know, where Dickinson gets his touches, how he gets his touches, what direction is he going in? Where is he going? You know, and whether it's whether it's spots where he's catching and looking to score or whether it's spots where he's looking to catch and attract the defense and then kick out and try to get defense defenses in rotations, whatever it may be, it does seem I, I feel like 
anyone, you know, like us who's been watching every single Michigan game, there's starting to be a little level of like kind of against the wall of like, you know, you're keep, you're continuing to try to do this one thing or these two things or, and it's just not working, you know? So uh, there's a, there's a season's worth of game tape for a lot of good coaches to see. They're not going to be that surprised. And if Eli's not there, it just makes you more vulnerable because, you know, the ball's not going to move the way that it, it has been able to move when they've been at their best. So, you know, if you're going to keep running the same stuff without a guy like Eli Brooks, well, that just, I think, creates even more of a um, more potential for these kind of dry spells or whatever it may be. So um, I, I think at this point you'd like to see they have some time here to look at some things, try some things and, and go to Indy and, and find out, you know, how to put different guys in different situations and put the ball into different spots that show something different. I think it's yeah. up to both sides too, where it's like, yo, Franz, don't be staying in the corner. Isaiah, don't be staying in the corner, like move. We're, we're, we're looking at this team with four out one in and there's just zero movement there was one drive last game, or no, I guess the game at Chrysler, where Mike Smith drove to the basket, kind of got bailed out because Franz cut to the basket, got the easiest layup he had all season. It's like, where where has that been? That's an right. easy, it's an easy move for you to do. You're big. You can even if the guy was on you and body, you could still finish. The the so it comes down to both sides. Where I'm saying like players need to move. Juwan gives them the freedom. Okay, yeah. take advantage of it. Eli does it. You see, Eli does. Eli wants to do more of it. He's pretty good at it, but to get the other guys to do it, you know, it takes everybody. So it's, I think then Juwan's going to come back like, all right, if you guys aren't going to do play confidence, play confidently within this freedom, within this, within this system that gives you freedom, then I'm going to, you know, start giving you more structure or I don't know, sit some guys out and like, let Sean D come in and shoot more. I don't know. Well, (laughs) well, part of the problem I, I feel like is, you know, sometimes you have players with similar tendencies yeah. of a, you know, livers, fronds, Sean D where very comfortable getting into a spot where they want to shoot. Right. And, and stand at the three point line, hope the ball comes to them and be able to put up a shot. And when there's no flow to the offense and you got guys just kind of looking for spots, that's what I, I feel like what you're talking about. Whereas Eli he'd at least be running off screens or, you know, catch the ball and, and, and be willing to, to dribble and move and do things like that. Anything, anything. Right. Exactly. And that sucked seeing, seeing him get hurt because the way that he scored against Michigan state, boom, hits a three, boom, he drives, he pivots in the lane. You get into a lane and pivot. That is one of the deadliest things you can do on a basketball court. Yeah. He had this little late season float, uh, this little shot, yeah, developing this little quasi hook runner floater hand. thing. Yeah. yeah, guaranteed they talk to him about it. They say, "Hey, look, you haven't made it over top. Turn it under and and mm-hmm. make it a and make it a scoop and see if that works." And it was. He was. He hit that a couple times in that Michigan yeah, State he game in in Ann Arbor. He hit it twice. Yep. Am I wrong thinking that? It doesn't really matter if they're a one or a two seed. No, it doesn't matter. I don't think. What would be the big? Uh, the well, I mean, the big thing is that you you don't want to run into Baylor or Gonzaga until the Final Four if you're 
a two seed, you're, you'd be vulnerable because sure. that would that would assume then that other Big Ten teams might be the ones jumping up. So other than Alabama, really the only other potential one, you have Illinois. Like if Iowa goes and wins the Big Ten championship, Iowa could work its way up to a one. Yeah. If it's Illinois and Iowa, well, now you're look now Michigan would be looking at a two seed in a bracket with Baylor or Gonzaga because you can't they would try to break it up to not have a Big Ten. I th- I think I, I'm not sure how that really. Yeah, I think out, they're but. I think they're saying the top four seed lines can't face each other until until the second weekend. I think that's what they're trying to do. Right, and now Michigan would be the highest likely be the highest ranked number two seed. number two. So right. They would probably be paired with the lowest one Illinois or Iowa. Yeah. You know, I can so, definitely so see that. that that's probably the case, but even still, I, I mean, I do think there is some benefit to being a one. Um, yeah. That said short of Iowa winning the big 10 and Michigan losing in its first game. I don't, I don't know if there's that many scenarios that knocked Michigan off the one line. Yeah, makes sense. Well, guys, that's about all I got. You got any other? Uh... <laughs> I want more. I want more thoughts from Ant on Illinois. Personally, I like I I like their team. Like that's I do I love them. Kofi Coburn, <laughs> dude, is like Shaq in the Big Ten. Curbelo, what a freshman! Coming off the bench, oh, he's, he's, I call him all the, kinds of sauce. So much Mini sauce. Lonzo. Mini Lonzo ball right there. <laughs> Mini Lonzo. So in like Trent and Frazier, Trent Frazier's a dog. Two-way yep. player. Um, man, and they have so many good glue guys like Demonte Williams and Grandison and um, the the uh, light skinned freshman dude. I don't even know his name, but he's number thirty three. He he brings energy. Well, I can say that. I can say that. Yeah, okay. you can. You're, <laughs> yep. Um, but Sean is Billy. I'm like a big Sean is Billy fan. I I love his game a lot. But man, they're man, man. That's all I'll say. Man, it sucks because you want a team like that to do well because they deserve to do well. But I don't need people talking shit to me who are just terrible people. <laughs> like you shouldn't be able to call someone a thug and then celebrate a banner. Wrong. That's just weird to me. Yeah, wrong. I, I, I agree but with you. The Celtics this have been doing it for years. So it's that, that, this Illinois team is <laughs> tremendous. <Yeah. laughs> just, he just trashed the whole city of Boston. Just one sentence, really just off, offhand. Oh, I mean, it was pretty impressive. I couldn't help it, man. Succinct and Ooh. way out of place. Well, never oh, really out of place. <laughs> oh, man. I like Illinois, though. I like Illinois, though. I really like that team. I really like that team. But um, my closing statement is going to be Franz Wagner not being all Big Ten is the biggest travesty I have seen in sports, period. Defensive. Def- yeah, all defensive Big Ten. Yeah, I don't get it. It's that, that I've learned that that award that team is a joke because the video guys write that down they write down their you know the people they want they think they're going to get it and then they go to the coach and they go 
does this look good? And they're like, yeah, I don't give a shit about the all defensive team. And then boom, check mark, send it off. That's it. Jesus For a lot of them. I mean, it obviously varies by school and coach, but it is nobody really cares. See, those are the see the video guys are the ones who are on who are on Twitter arguing with me. So I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Franz, for losing the all Big Ten defensive player of the year award. I yeah. apologize. You are the you are the in my opinion, the best defender in the country. And that's no bias. I, I mean I him just... and Jared Butler. Him and Jared Butler for um Baylor, I would say, are top two. I just don't see how the – did they finish with the number one defensive efficiency rating? In number the one, yep. Number four in the country, I believe. So how – I mean, how – A, your best defender. You can make a case to have two guys on it. You can make a case to have Eli on it too. Best defensive box plus minus since 2009 was Franz. <laughs> That's wild. Like historical so media, here. we don't get, we don't even vote on a defensive team because they don't trust the media to understand defense. Which they I would hate. have looked at it way more. They people would have looked at it more, but I, I don't blame them. But it's a damn shame is what that is. You know what? The funny it's part hard. about that is, is like yes, media guys in particular. What I think about is baseball voting for the Hall of Fame, which is just a joke. Those media members, like sometimes those can just be an absolute joke. But do you really think that the coaches are like evaluating Franz and his other defensive games? Like they're not evaluating all that stuff. And they're scheming away from him in every preparation. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't play defense at all. Well, why do you think? Because they don't want to go at him. And then the other thing is that they get, it's such a position to get like develop an easy bias, such a position to get it develop uh, bias easily because I don't know, a couple of good games against, you know, one team. And it's like, well, this guy's stuck in your mind. And it's like, why are we asking coaches to evaluate players all the time when they can't even evaluate their own team all the time? Jesus Christ. Aaron Donald had no <laughs> sex. Oh, yeah, because they ran the other way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw the uh, – I was just as kind of confused by um, – he was third team all league on one of the – I don't know if it was coaches or media. He was third team all league. I'm like – I don't see how that's – possible <laughs> Franz uh, yeah I mean I just that's ins- that's insane to me I mean so my my first team was uh Io Kofi Luca Franz Travion and my last spot went to Travion I picked him over EJ Liddell and it was based on like if I look at Purdue's roster and I take out Travion I'm like I don't know does that even a top half yeah, no, the conference no team. There's no chance, right? No, no. You take EJ off Ohio State, maybe they still find a way. You know, maybe I don't know, but yeah, yeah. and I, I think I for those two, I thought it was like a coin flip, really. And I just picked yeah. EJ because they won an extra game in the league, and I just think that he gets so much attention uh, defensively from opponents that I just have all the respect in the world for him. But like, I see Trace Jackson Davis there. I'm like, uh, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, right. skill-wise, talent-wise, top five, sure, maybe, whatever. Oh, yeah. But Indiana sucked, and he did. She still hasn't made a shot outside of ten feet. Yeah, and you know, which what, is wild to me. Yeah, wild. He was in the indie pro am. I watched him, and it was like, oh, this kid is going to be a pro, one and done. Like 
he can develop the jump shot and then just nothing. I mean, he's skilled, obviously, and can score, you know, like I thought, but just never hit the next level. I don't understand. He's averaging like over 19 as a stretch five, but doesn't shoot the ball. I don't think he has any three-point attempts this year. He may have like two or three tops. But that dude averaging 19 and a half, as versatile as he is as a player, like he could get buckets from the elbow, from the short Mm -hmm. corner, from the block. He could drive from like top of the key. For him to not have a jump shot uh, is weird. Very weird. But like for someone on a losing team to be first team all Big Ten, like you better be. You better be scoring 28. Such a shit kicker. Just like a dominant player. I mean, the league yeah. is so good. So yeah. good. If you're on a losing team, like what how how is he first team? All? I don't I don't see it. I'm in a league, just... the bigs are really good. Really the, good in the league this year. When you're saying that like Nate Reavers and Micah Potter are might might be top eight, nine, the league is really freaking good. Right. Miles Johnson from Rutgers. That dude is a mother effort. And nobody- how would you? Oh yeah, the, oh yeah, he's a beast. How yeah. would you boys have uh, held up in the uh, Big Ten this year? I would have had a lot of fun. Just give me a dude who lets me shoot it and drive the ball and not stand in the corner. I'll oh be- yeah, that system would have been fun as hell. All sorts of freedom. Have Ron Harper Jr. guard me, going at his head. <laughs> Or the dude from Nebraska. Dude from Nebraska. Delano Benton? No, thank you. That dude. Oh, you meant Teddy Buckets. Oh, I meant Buckets. I I thought that was a given. Yeah, I thought we did. Oh, man. That dude, Delano Benton, um, he, I think, I think he's going to find his way on an NBA roster at some point. Delano Benton. That dude, he's like 6'9". He's like, He's like Franz Light. He's Franz Light. Um, I think he can find his way. He's like 6'9", handles the ball like a point guard. He's got potential. He produces He's pretty good. Pretty well, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I think he had a triple-double against someone early on, though. I think so. He fills it up. Let's just see if he plays more than one year in Nebraska, and maybe they'll get it going over there. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, how over under how many players on this year's team are on next year's team in Nebraska? Ooh, I'm gonna put the number at four and a half. Oh my god, over oh, under. I thought you were gonna say five. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say five. Um, like I'm gonna say I'm gonna say over, and I think okay. it's because Bryce McGowan's is a five star, and he's gonna come in with his brother Trey, and I think there's gonna be a couple people there. Um, who are going to believe in that system. Uh, they just had a transfer in from, uh, I think, the SEC somewhere who just got eligible f- like several games ago. I didn't They'll know you were going to be bringing Nebraska facts over here. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm not prepared. This is cut out. I watch basketball way too much, too. So, yeah, like, whenever I see someone who I, who I don't know, I instantly, like, go, like, FBI. Who is this? Why is he here? What Public is records. Let's pull these up. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is his story? I'm gonna get you some FOIA forms. You can start <laughs> yeah. doing some journalism out here, right? <laughs> I think that I think that um I think they'll they will be okay next year. I I'm not sure about 
NCAA or NIT, but I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay next year. Um, and I do, I got it over four and a half, over okay. four and a half. Still. I'd say over because that seems ridiculous, but <laughs> I mean, I guess at this point you can't really, because uh, really he replaced that. everyone this year, right? I think this is like a whole new team. Pretty much. Yeah. I think it's a whole new team this, this year. Yeah. He's a wild, wild guy. They've got a, they've got a, they've got a few pieces. They need a big man still, because the dude who, uh, who came in from the SEC, he's only like six, 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 seven. Like they need like a legit big. I think if they get a legit big, they'll be all right. All right, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. This is turned into a Nebraska breakdown. I got to end this <laughs> real quick. Hashtag I am not having this. this is I'm insane. not putting this on my recording. I told you, man, I can talk I can talk basketball for hours, bro. Oh, There's just been hours. sitting here shaking his head for three I'm just like, what the Ant f- broke down Nebraska ball. Yeah. And it was <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I we got any I got we got any closing. Shut up, Ant. We got any closing. <laughs> Quick, you got um, if you got a sentence, you want to say a sentence? A sentence. Uh, you know, I just I just love the state of Illinois and all yeah, the there we go. <laughs> Champagne, what a beautiful city. Such great people. Such great people. Who wouldn't want to go to Champaign, Illinois? Uh worst arena. There's just okay. so much there. We're gonna so end it with worst so arena and we're gonna we're gonna cop out. Is there, there any building worst? over two floors in Champaign? Worst. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get this. Is gonna be brutal. Wait, worst, worst arena in the league. That's what you're asking. Yeah, Illinois. I mean, it, wait, this is the non Bryce Jordan conversation, right? I mean, you have to, have to take Penn State out of this conversation. Well, they have one of the nicer. They just that, don't. That's the problem. Is they have one of the nicer ones. No, it's, it's not like, nice. This it was is. built 30 they years ago. Music events. As a, I've been in parks that host music events, man. Brendan, I mean, they're, they're, one, that of the yeah, they're one of the better venues. They're one of the better venues. They just never, ever pack it. It's That's big and obnoxious it's big and ridiculous. Ohio well, State sucks, too. <laughs> because it, it's an NBA. It's like, an NBA Penn State playing at Bryce Jordan would be like me writing for the Atlantic instead of the Athletic. <laughs> like, it's too big. About, yeah. Too big. Too impressive. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no one's going. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you sell yourself uh, short. But okay, so Northwestern's uh I've seen the renovation nice now. It's nice, it's now. Pretty nice now. It's I actually like perfect nice. for them now. It was charming because it sucked so bad. And then every time we played, <laughs> Michigan fans were, you know, there was more Michigan fans than Northwestern fans. You didn't. You guys never saw this because you were on the court instead of up in the press seating. But in the the previous version, they had like the accountant lights, like the green lights, like desk lights. Oh, I love at, that. at the media seats because there were no lights <laughs> in that section of the stadium. Oh, like like you sat there with desk lights. The, yeah. It was amazing. Amazing. There yeah. are there are Indiana and Kentucky high school gyms that, that are better than that thing. Well. Well, mm. not anymore, but you played in a couple. But. So my vote for worst place in the Big Ten is Ohio State because that is yeah. not a goddamn basketball arena. It is a oversized hockey arena. Yeah. It's cold as shit, and it just doesn't – for a program that's really good and, like, deserves better, yep. 
it just doesn't lend itself to any level of like what college basketball should be like and feel like. Imagine, Are you talking about value? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Imagine like Wisconsin's arena with Ohio State fans. <laughs> it would be insane. During a yes. Michigan game, it would be insane. The drums and pregame are awesome. The Wisconsin, I don't remember any. Even like Breslin, put Ohio State fans, fans at Breslin, it'd be a madhouse. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. already a madhouse, in my opinion. Well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Minnesota suck too. I hate Minnesota. Oh, I, I love the Minnesota. barn. I oh. hate Minnesota. Like, why do you have to walk downstairs to get to your eight by 12 foot locker room? Oh, it was like, you know, there were rats in there. Yeah, it was, packed like sardines. And Illinois and Minnesota also had dead spots. And it's like, you play in the Big Ten. <laughs> Patch that up quick. It does not take much. This is a million dollar, billion dollar business. Like, let's figure this out. See, that's why I was catch and shoot. I didn't even know that. I just <laughs> caught it. I shot it, you know? No, dude, there were times like you would dribble at Illinois and I turned it over, I think at least once where like you dribble and you're like, the ball, you're like, where'd the ball go? Like, it didn't, it didn't come back up to your hand. It just went somewhere else. You look like an idiot, and you have no one to complain to. And coach is like, damn it, dude, yeah. pivot. <laughs> was Minnesota was Minnesota any good when either of you played there? I mean, Trevor Bachway was good. They had, they had, they had Tubby. Because like that place, when, when they're good for a big game, like the barn is rocking, man. Like it is like. It smells like college basketball. And I know you don't like old things like the palestra, but I hate old stuff. Well, it's offensive to me, but to me, uh, to me, the barn is just a knockoff Hinkle Fieldhouse. So I'm like, Hinkle did it first. Get it, get the hell out of here. Well, the palestra did it first. And then well, yeah, you're right. My bad. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. We prefer Ben Franklin in Philadelphia. Franklin, Thomas yeah, Jefferson can fuck right off with the state of Virginia or the Commonwealth or whatever. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> wait did you guys pick your worst arenas officially i hated illinois illinois yeah so they've been renovated too yeah okay well then i'm like i need to see it's that. fairly nice that's good for them although the official arena account was tweeting at me last night about my tweet who was the yes the official arena account from illinois well, I want to see the same amount of banners as I saw when I was playing. <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. Wait, um, more importantly, wait, be- best arena is, I'll say assembly. What do you guys say? I'll say assembly halls up yeah, there. Mac- Mackey's I like I like Purdue. I like Purdue, too. Because it's like you go in one area, you go out one area, it's a bowl. The way that they, they like have the fans, and then it's and then it's there's a like a wall. wall. Students, that's what and I love. There's a wall, then they're like on top of the wall. Like I'm like, dude, like this is super sweet. And then like now they've Stu, you saw Mackie before and after they flipped it, right? Did you flip? see it then? No. They flipped it. They flipped it. Because now teams sit on on the floor. They, they do? Yeah, they flip the court. I have not watched the game. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So, oh, all right. I see what you're saying. So, like, before, we used to sit down like it yeah. was Minnesota. Then on the opposite side, there was, like, a flat floor of this black. It was where the, the rich people, my uncle, sat there. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, flipped, they flipped it. They flipped the court. That's good. That's good. I like that. They flipped the court. 
because I then I didn't even realize that they also flipped Michigan. I went to a game and I'm like, hold on, the tunnel is there. Why are they sitting over here? Then I realized that like they busted out like another tunnel, and they and they flipped Michigan too. Oh, I am all screwed up now. <laughs> yeah. So look. So look. So like. So you know, usually where Michigan sits when we played, we used to just get up and leave and go off to the right through yeah. the tunnel, right? Yeah. That is no longer the case. So now you're going left. Now going left out the, I believe, but it's like, no, you're not going left because the seating is on a different side of the court. I'm all like, around now. You're flipped on the, you're like, you are diagonal of where you were. This is an amazing conversation. Wait, <laughs> back in the day, wasn't the seating on the baseline saying. or something? No, no, no. Back in the day, the seating, Michigan sat on the right side, right? But the tunnel was oh, like right you, there. You had a different tunnel. Right to our right. Yeah. So, Stu, you did you have the – you enjoyed the new facility, right? My senior year, which was all – don't even get me started on it, but yeah. <laughs> Beginning of my senior year. Like that, that whole summer we were in the IM building and I wanted to <laughs> – I almost lost my mind. So in so in games now, the visiting locker room still uses the old tunnel. Yeah. But Michigan goes has their own tunnel now. Right. A totally new one. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. We we used that one, I think, my senior. Yeah, we did. Yep. But the court has flipped though. I got gotcha. you. The court's flipped. I see what you're saying. So then you go out left. Brenda's like, what are y'all doing? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I did that was like <laughs> I don't know what was worse, Nebraska. So, Brendan, all right, all right. Yeah. So, where the commentators were for the games, right? <laughs> no, no, where they used to be. You know where they are, like right across from the uh, scores table. Uh, what? There's a fire. No, it was an alarm for the original time of this original. podcast. Yes, o- original. Yes. So the original, okay. where the, the original. original court was. Yes. Right, where the commentators sat at half court. Okay. Right? To the right of them is where the Michigan bench is now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Brendan, what's your favorite color? I just had to get you there. I just had to get you there. <laughs> what's my favorite what? Color. Color. Green. I'm, I'm Irish, man. Come on. Oh. All right. I can't, I'm cutting you off, man. That is it. You're done. You'll never. Black or blue for me. Thanks for asking. Steve. All I know is all I know is the <laughs> the hotel bar closes in like 15 minutes. I yeah, got to get back downstairs. I, I ran out 10 here. minutes ago. I don't I know what we're even talking about here. Yeah, I'm either bringing this laptop with me to yeah. the hotel bar. <laughs> if Ant keeps talking, <laughs> hey, I could talk for days. Yeah, sorry, my buddy won't shut the hell up. I'm ready to break down the renovations at. Um, Carver Hall guy next. Let's get into it. Oh yeah, that could be fun. You know what? That place sucks. Actually, I love it. All right, holding the bus and then walk and then go straight down. Unreal. Shut up. All right, get disgusting. That's a wrestling arena, anyways. Okay, get a guys. Brendan and I appreciate you too. Shut up, Anthony. I appreciate you too. We will uh, maybe do this again. Let's do this again in like a couple weeks. Let's see what happens. Let's do it again. I got nothing else to do. Appreciate you guys. Y'all, see you still. Later. Later.